Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. For the people that watch the show, you know that I'm not in my studio today. I've selected a special room today with a time clock behind me. And the reason why <laughs> is that it's time to live clean and drink dirty. So we've got a great show today. I've been able to invite Ms. Julie Cielo. She is the founder and CEO of Firm Fatale. She's going to show you her drink right now when we get her on screen. But before we go, Julie, say hello to everybody at Dotcom Magazine. Cheers, everyone at Dotcom Magazine. Thank you so much for having me, Andy. I love it. Wildly fermented. We're going to talk about it. Julie's having a sip of it. I've got some of the great product coming to my home <laughs> here this evening. I'm so excited about it. But everybody's talking about it. I mean, it's really a proprietary formulation that Julie's been able to put together. Before we get started, though, let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Tell us about Firm Fatale. Give us the story, and then we're going to get into it. Wonderful. Well, Firm Fatale is the world's first and only wildly fermented zero-proof cocktail. This idea came out of a moment in time whenever I was in my 20s and I was sick with an autoimmune disease and couldn't have alcohol, but I, I honestly couldn't have anything, Andy. I was so sick in my 20s that I was bedridden. And I just remember being at a concert and all of my friends in their 20s were drinking alcohol and I couldn't have any. And I was really left out of the party. It hit me back in, uh, I guess it was 2001. It hit me that alcohol is the only drug that you have to justify why you're not partaking in it. And to me, that was a real issue in society. So 15 years later, whenever I was reinventing myself as a woman over 40, I decided to launch a beverage company. Definitely didn't know what I was getting myself into. Uh, but my agenda was really to provide a social beverage for adults that was gut-friendly, sugar-free, and non-alcoholic. And after all this time of working on this project now for eight years and sacrificing quite a bit, I've managed to come up with a very proprietary formulation that is also uh, shelf-stable, which is very big for supply chain and distribution issues. So I'm very proud of that. Yeah, I love it. You're one of these people that I interview and I say to myself, you know, Julie, you're ahead of your time. I mean, you really came up with this idea before anybody else was coming up with the idea. And you came up with this idea to call it a social beverage. And what you're saying really resonates for me because sometimes 
you know, you want to go out and you want to do something that makes sense that has a personal story and something that affected your life. And then you come up with an idea and then you come up with a product and you, you've, I mean, you've raised money. I mean, you've been this solo entrepreneur that's <laughs> been so impressive. I mean, what you're, what you've done is not easy to do, especially in the beverage category, multi-billion dollar category, but you're really making some headway into the category. When we look at it, what's been, the most challenging part of the journey? What's the thing when you first started thinking about live clean, drink dirty to <laughs> now, what was the toughest part? Was it the formulation? What was the the uh, toughest thing as an entrepreneur? I would say the toughest thing in the beginning specifically was that people laughed at me and said that, you know, they're, I didn't have a good idea. I kept going anyway. Um, you know, in 2014 is whenever I came up with the idea. And at the time in 2014, I think maybe Seedlip was the only adult non-alcoholic brand in London. And the wave really started in London almost 15 years ago. So the wave of trend has come over the pond and is very, very concentrated in popularity in New York City. I mean, as you know, Andy, Manhattan is the city to go from cocktail bar to cocktail bar. But now it's popular to go from dry bar to dry bar and really popular amongst the younger generation that are much more conscious about not only what they're putting in their mouth for dietary and health reasons, but they're thinking about their spiritual health as well, which is really remarkable. So you asked me, what is the most challenging part of this endeavor? I'd have to say exactly what you noticed, being ahead, a little bit too far ahead of myself. And um, I do have the ability to see things before they happen. I was a child medium was a healer for 20 years before I got into this. So um, I guess I have the gift of insight, but you know, I'm really interested to see where a lot of these new brands are going to take the functionality of adult non-alcoholic. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, when we think about it and we think about your journey, you know, yesterday I woke up early in the morning and I haven't had sugar. I, well, you and I spoke pr briefly before the interview for about three years, I'm totally off sugar. Oh, yeah. and, and I went this yesterday morning to have a coffee. It was early. It was five. And there were some muffins on the counter and they had sugar on top. And I typically have great willpower, but yesterday I had two muffins. I actually took happened? Well, I took <laughs> photos of them and sent them to my wife. I said, honey, I had sugar for the first time in three years. I have to tell you, maybe it was mental, maybe it was physical, but I just didn't feel good after it. I and believe it. And your formulation, speaking of sugar, there's no sugar. I mean, it's a non-alcoholic beverage. You call it wildly fermented. It's a wildly fermented adult social beverage. I love that. The dry bars in New York, that's going to take over the world. How hard was it to put the formulation together when you were thinking about this program? It actually has taken me all of the eight years to refine the formulation. It sometimes gets a little misconstrued with some people. They think it's basically just kombucha and it's, it is kombucha. There's kombucha in it. <laughs> the, the ability to be able to 
ferment tea with cane sugar, organic cane sugar, and then ferment all of the sugar out of it and then sweeten it and flavor it is quite complex. And I've had other companies come to me and ask me to formulate for them. Um, you know, my background, Andy, was not in big alcohol or recipe formulation or sales and distribution or supply chain, nothing like that. My background was, as I told you, um, I was a child medium and then I went to college for mortuary. So the joke that a lot of people love hearing is I used to ferment people, but now I ferment cocktails. I love it. That is a great, yeah, you ferment cocktails. <laughs> You've only cut out a certain amount of time. I mean, I look at what you've done. You've done sales. You've done distribution. You were the recipe formulation expert. You do the social media, the email marketing, the branding. I mean, you do so much. You have a great group of people that also helped you. When you look at your background as a healer and a coach and a therapist and a teacher, you, you also were a retreat leader as well. What types of values did you bring from that past experience into your entrepreneurial role? Hmm. Uh, really good question. I would say that it, my entrepreneurial journey as a massage therapist, yoga therapist, healer, I, I came with a lot of ignorance <laughs> into what I was doing, a, a, a lot of being naive as to what I was getting myself into. And a big open mind, you know, and I started this company be right before COVID. So I launched, everything was like normal. Uh, dry January was booming in 2019. And actually, I think dry January had increased in, in um, popularity in 2018, 2019, like 250%. And then there was a lull because of COVID. And I had some challenges, obviously, with COVID and, and running the company. So I had to pivot. My background as um, a healer and yoga instructor, I think, gave me a lot of ability to pivot back and forth, uh, which is, you know, a great ability to have as an entrepreneur. Um, but it's funny though, it, this isn't a, a very easy business and I've been stressed many times and it, when someone says, oh, Julie, you should breathe. I just think that's hilarious. It's like the universe going, um, this is your full circle moment. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Julie. It's so interesting because you also have this very fascinating passion of helping women of a certain age group, 35 to 65, and your passion is helping them find their passion and their inner voice, if you will, and, and what their spirituality. Let's talk about that because I found that very interesting because that's also driving your entrepreneurial spirit with your beverage as well, of course, with Firm Fatale. I think it's so important that we all find our purpose and live in a way that allows us to be of service to others. I came from a background of childhood trauma and, you know, that created a lot of digestive issues and a lot of challenges in general. When I meet a woman and she is stuck and unfulfilled and not living her purpose, maybe dealing with addiction, 
or gut issues or any kind of energetic stuckness, it reminds me of me. And I know that there is a lot of research and study that says that you can't make impact in changing your yourself after you've endured, um, you know, childhood trauma and early developmental issues. I disagree. I am a living testimonial of overcoming. I recently had tests done, health tests done. I don't show any markers of autoimmune any longer. My gut health is near perfect. And that is a testimonial to what's possible in defying the odds. So I feel like it's my, it, it, I, I mean, I, I can't not do what I'm doing in helping women because I know what it's like to have fundamental issues that can create other challenges in your life. And by going deep, deep, deep into the center of who you are and really getting in touch with that um, inner you, uh, it can heal things automatically because there's always this river of healing, Andy. That river is always flowing. We have the choice as humans to either step into that flow of the river or stay on the, the bank. Wow, I love it. It's a super cool analogy with the flow of the river. <laughs> I think about it now, you know, you have this passion for women, obviously men and women can drink your, your beverage, Sure. Uh, you know, but we think about it. We think about what happens when people reach for the alcohol and the reasons why sometimes they drink too much alcohol and they keep having another drink after another drink. There has to be some underlying issues that lead people Absolutely. to drink more than they want. And one of the things you're doing with your products is you're helping sort of to maybe stop get that and stop that and maybe stop it in its tracks. That must feel great as an entrepreneur waking up knowing that you're helping people get healthy. Yeah, and break the stigma. You know, I mean, we don't have to have a cocktail in our hand to have a good time. I mean, the, the research that's co coming out, um, particularly around like what happens to us um, in our physiology, uh, in our sexuality from drinking alcohol, you think that a substance that's used to lube you up is going to create a healthy sex life. And that's actually the opposite. I read this great article from Refinery29 that talks ab about how alcohol actually kills our sexual arousal, both men and women. So if that's not a good reason to, to hone down on your drinking, I don't know what is. But yes, people drink to numb themselves out. They think it's a stress reliever when in fact, the opposite. It causes more anxiety. And it might, it might actually feel like, you know, you have less anxiety for about 20 minutes. They say the alcohol high lasts 20 minutes. What's happening is the poison is drowning your brain. <laughs> so, you know, do I drink alcohol? Yes, I do. I love a nice mezcal every once in a while. But I know the consequences of it, just like sugar, because alcohol converts to sugar. We, I'm just on the last few days of leading a 21-day sugar challenge for the first three weeks of January. I focus more on the sugar than the alcohol because my background isn't as an addict, even though my father was an addict and I married someone who became an alcoholic. I know the influence of alcohol and what it has in relationships and it can destroy families. So 
you know, for me, alcohol wasn't really the problem necessarily. Sugar has always been more of an issue for me uh, with health, with my health conditions that I no longer suffer from. Um, so that's why I lead um, a sugar challenge over a dry January challenge, because I'm really trying to help people to see that you can put the booze down. But if you have a sugar addiction, that's a much bigger problem. You can't just stop drinking alcohol and then guzzle big gulps and red vines. You know, like that's not going to fix their problem. And if you want to live the most integrated life, most optimal, optimize your health in so many ways, honestly, doing what you're doing, Andy, in eliminating the sugar is one of the most important things that you can do. And what you'll find is by dropping the sugar, you're not really interested in alcohol as much. Interesting. Which you probably know. You, you hit on one of my favorite things. The red vines. When I was <laughs> when I was a young man, I used to love the red vines. I used to live on the red vines. <laughs> Let's talk about Firm Fatel. Let's talk okay, about where okay. it goes from here. I mean, you know, obviously, you came up with this whole idea of the social beverage back in 2015, and it soon became a multi multi billion dollar industry. What's the future of Firm Fatel? Where does it go from here? Where do you see it in the next three years? You've raised some money for it. Congratulations. You've done that on Thank your you. own. Where does it go from here on out? Yeah. So I I have interest in acquisition right now that I'm exploring. I certainly would, you know, entertain uh, that if it was meant to be. But, you know, we we're looking at Whole Foods and Amazon right now. Um, national distribution would obviously be um, the next steps forward. And, um, you know, we have to start regionally. We produce in Portland, Oregon, and and then moving on to national distribution would obviously be the next few steps that uh, we'd want to take. But if I had the opportunity to partner up with uh, somebody right now uh, that has a different skill set than me, um, I think that is probably the next step for Firm Fatale. Secretly, I'm also working on another brand (laughs) that is going to be launching on April 1st, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, and we'll bring you back for a product update. (laughs) That's awesome. When we think about it, I know you've only cut out a certain amount of time, but when we think about it, we think about an entrepreneur like you that has a passion has a background and experience that was just sort of every time you looked in the mirror, you said to yourself, I need to do something. I want to make a change. I want to be a positive change. I want to be a difference maker in the world. I also look at you as someone that's a forward thinker and a zykus. When we think about these types of things that are happening in New York where people are going out to bars, but there's no alcohol, is this something that, you know, penetrates the United States, goes worldwide. Where does this sort of idea where we go out, we we go to a bar, but it's a bar without alcohol. Tell us where that goes. Well, those bars are already popping up all around the world and the United States, which is remarkable to see. I think what this is doing to society is helping people to explore the idea of drinking mindfully. You know, socializing in a new way where we're present. You know, I believe in evolution, and that includes spiritual evolution. 
you know, so what, where alcohol is now is where cigarettes used to be 20 years ago. So we're having a renaissance with alcohol, which I believe, particularly in the younger generations, is is helping society to look at why do I want to drink? Why do I need to drink? And, you know, they're very uh, provocative. Some of these young millennials are they're just like, you know what? I don't care what society says. I'm not doing it because I'm making choices that are right for me. And I respect that so much and want to be someone that lifts these young people up and, uh, you know, helps us to connect on a much, much deeper level that doesn't have to include a numbing agent. Yeah, I love I, it. I, I see big things coming. I mean, we're up to $11 billion global category. And if things, if, if drinking can slow down in London, <laughs> it can slow down anywhere. <laughs> That's right. You're right about that. And my, my grandfather and grandmother are from London. And when they would come over, you know, when I was a young man, I mean, we would have the refrigerator filled with beer for them. And, uh, you know, especially my grandpa, you know, we think about it, the RTD, ready to drink. You have some classic, let's talk about flavors. Yeah, there, there's there's, uh, there's Firm Fatale. Let's talk about flavors. When you were thinking about flavors, let's talk about a couple flavors and mm-hmm. see how that sort of penetrated the market. So I believe in creating alternatives that are very similar. Whenever you're trying to break an addiction or you're trying to stop a behavior, I learned from quitting cigarettes many, many years ago, you're going to need to replace it with something, right? So, because that's how the mind works. If you just create a vacuum, not going to be quite as successful in overcoming an addiction or a, a habit. But when we replace a habit with something fresh, new, and, and more productive, then it overrides the brain and allows um, the person to effectively, you know, switch that behavior. Uh, so, the classic cocktail flavors were really interesting to me. Uh, Mojito, Cosmopolitan, Margarita, and Moscow Mule are the four core flavors of our brand. Would I love the opportunity to create more classic cocktail flavors? Yes, I would love that. Um, If meant to be, if I'm supposed to continue to be a part of the team, obviously, um, I can see more classic cocktail flavors coming down the pipeline. But I knew I was on to a really good idea idea, Andy, whenever I saw GT's kombucha, health aid kombucha, companies that have received million, either received millions of dollars in funding, or in the case of GT's kombucha, he was the first kombucha in the United States. Well, maybe the second, because I actually do know the guy that created the first, but he became very successful. I shared the idea with GT many years ago at KombuchaCon. And I remember his eyes just lit up and he was like, oh, (laughs) that's a good idea. Well, he now has a Chardonnay flavor and, uh, you know, now HealthAid has mixers. And so whenever large multi-million dollar brands copy what little you are doing, I I pat myself on the back for it, even though I'm not making that kind of revenue. I mean, I think GT's kombucha net 
$600 million of annual revenue last year. So, you know, obviously he holds a very big percentage of the global kombucha market. But when it comes to this specific category of adult non-alcoholic beverage, which is its own category, we actually have an association called the Adult Non-Alcoholic Beverage Association, which I'm a founding member of. It's, it's, we, have, we have a lot to uphold in that association because we're not in other categories of beverage which means there's certain regulatory and things that you have to follow. Um, but I, I'm incredibly proud of what I have created. And we shall see what the next steps are for me. I don't <laughs> You're exciting, Julia. I tell you, you know, I love things that sound too good to be true, but they're true. And that's what I look at with Firm Fatale. Before I Thank let you. you go, let's talk about entrepreneurship. Let's give back to the younger entrepreneurs, uh, maybe some of the women that you're trying to change their mm-hmm. lives. Maybe they're having a tough time in their life or maybe a tough time in business. Mm-hmm. Can you give some Julie Cielo pointers or maybe some spiritual guidance for people that are having a little bit of tough time in their life on how to get through those tough times? I'm going to give two pieces of advice. The first one is very business advice, which is don't look for funding look for people that believe in you. Don't try to find funding for a product. Find funding from people that believe in you as an entrepreneur. That's the first piece of advice I'll I'll give on a business note. On a more spiritual note, I would say, if you're clear about what it is that you want in your life, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. I mean, I, w- I came from poverty, Andy. I came from poverty. I was sick with autoimmune. Like the challenges were stacked on me. I'm a female in a male-dominated industry. And I've managed to make it to the BevNet stage twice in my career. And I didn't come from a background in beverage. So how did that happen? It happened because I, be- I believed it could happen. If you want something bad enough, you have to believe it and want it bad enough because the universe will constantly ask you, how bad do you want it? And you have to show the universe how bad you want it. That's great. Wow. Two nice pieces of advice (laughs) for the entrepreneurs watching the show. (laughs) Rewind what Julie just said. We're going to put her links below the interview. Thank you, Andy. Julie, wow. Live clean, drink dirty. Thank (laughs) you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope you enjoy these whenever you get home.